Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by StatRoute.com. And now, here's your host, Ryan Skullroot. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullroot. I am your host, as always. And tonight we have a pretty simple little episode. We are going to go over a few stories. There's a a couple injuries to deal with uh, that uh, we want to discuss. And then we will get right into the games for this weekend. Uh, We will start with the Thursday night football game, the Rams versus the Seahawks. And obviously, if you guys watch the video of this podcast at all, you will know that um, I am pretty invested in that game. Uh, That's for darn sure uh, as a Seahawks fan. So, um, so we will be uh, we'll be talking about uh, the first seven games of the week, uh, and then uh, kind of given my initial thoughts and uh, and feelings about uh, the games for the weekend, um, and uh, and kind of go from there. Just a reminder, um, kind of as as we go through this, that these are when we go when I go through these kind of pre. Um, midweek kind of thoughts on the games for the weekend these are my initial initial thoughts uh without doing a ton of research into them yet i mean i've i've i know uh what i'm looking at in terms of you know the basic stats uh but in terms of if you want to know really where we're what we're thinking um not only me but also as a staff what exactly we are thinking about the games you're going to get that on the weekends, you know, Friday, Saturday, and early Sunday morning when you see our rankings on the website, on SkullKingFootball.com. That's where you're going to get the the latest, most up-to-date thoughts uh, as far as our rankings, as well as, uh, you know, in with a couple of guys, in a couple of cases with the, the, um, the articles that come out uh, during the week. Um, over the next few days on the website as well. So just, just so you guys know that th- these are my initial thoughts and these do change based on injury reports, um, based on doing some further research and, and doing some other looking and just some, some other uh, info that comes in. So uh, with that being said, we wanted to um, uh, we, the, we want to make the announcement about the, uh, the uh, accuracy results for our rankings. We have had a couple of guys mention their results. I want to make sure we get everyone's in. And tomorrow on tomorrow's show, the one that goes live Thursday, I will make the announcement on kind of who finished where um, with their rankings and stuff. So uh, and where we are at with our accuracy. So um, we have gotten uh, at least the main results in. I want to make sure we get as much of the teams total uh rankings in as possible and then we'll kind of make announcements on how we finished this last week just so you know this last week in general for the fantasy community was awful in terms of uh, accuracy <laughs> uh ranking accuracy so um there was just a lot of stuff that went down that this was it was terrible so especially for the wide receivers so the overall accuracy for wide receivers was by far the worst it has been all year so just keep that in mind when you you know start talking about how you know no one actually knows what they're talking about. Well, in some cases, yeah, it's just we don't know. We're simply putting our educated guesses out there. So um, I don't think there are any other announcements. If there are, you know, I'm sure we'll get them on the sh- on the show tomorrow. So 
With that being said, why don't we go ahead and jump into the headlines? Today's headlines. All right. First story in the headlines we want to go over is the fact that Golden Tate is officially activated from suspension and he should help out this New York Giants offense. They've been going pretty well the last couple games with Daniel Jones now as the quarterback instead of um, instead of Eli Manning. The thing, the thing about Golden Tate is I don't know how to rank him. I don't know where to put him in terms of I don't know what they're going to use him for. Uh, you know, when he signed with the Giants, the thing that confused me was that he is a slot receiver. They already had a slot slot receiver in um in sterling shepherd and then they dra- ended up drafting another slot receiver in uh God, who was it uh oh one of their one of their draft picks who i think is darius slayton who's another slot type receiver so i i'm i'm confused honestly i don't you know i don't think that the the giants necessarily know exactly what they're doing with their <laughs> offense either um that being said i think the golden take could provide a little bit of a spark a little bit more of a spark in that offense, and could provide some solid, uh, some solid work at receiver, and could be um, a an okay fantasy piece. I, I think he's going to be more of that wide receiver three type. Could put up wide receiver two weeks. I don't think I'm. I think it would be a, a very rare if he, you know, um, actually puts up a wide receiver one week this season. So um, Golden Tate is back. He's possibly someone to pick up on on waivers if he's available again. I put him on the list last uh, on yesterday's show. Um, he's forty nine. He was forty nine percent owned going into yesterday. So we'll we'll kind of see. He's not what I'm actively going after unless I'm absolutely desperate at wide receiver. So, moving on. Second story. Uh, John Ross looks like he is going to be out multiple weeks with a shoulder injury. Uh, it was injured in the Monday night game against Pittsburgh. As of right now. Um, this is, I mean, this is tough on on John Ross. It's going to make things a little bit a little bit more difficult for Andy Dalton, simply because John Ross has been the more I, want, I don't necessarily want to say more consistent wide receiver. He's been the bigger bang for the buck wide receiver. I still think that Tyler Boyd is going to be the the main target for uh, Andy Dalton as long as AJ Green is out. And so with John Ross out a couple of weeks, uh, you know Boyd is the guy now. I think that it gives Boyd a little bit of a bump into low to mid uh, wide receiver two range, especially this week going up against Arizona. Uh, the Cardinals' defense is like like I've been talking about, you know, all over the place. It's god awful. So um, I think that Boyd still is still is a fantasy player and should be uh, should be pretty good for this weekend's matchup. So uh, moving on, story number three, not injury related. Um, but this is a, a quote from Russell Wilson about Will Disley. Will Disley is going to be a star tight end for a long time. Um, that is high praise from from Russell Wilson on just how well Will Disley has been playing so far this year. Um, and really, we saw a glimpse of this at the beginning of last year in 2018 when um, he had some decent yards after the catch, had three touchdowns in the first four games, got injured in game four, I believe it was. It might have been game three, but I think it was game four. Um you know, I believe is a torn ACL. So he is a he is a solid tight end. Does a very good job of blocking. Um, has solid hands. Uh, he's trusted by Russell Wilson. Uh, this last week against the Cardinals. Again, the Cardinals are the worst team in the NFL giving up in, in terms of giving up fantasy points to the tight end position. Um, 
and because of that, Will Disley, you know, runs a route on what was it, it was like thirty-eight to forty percent of his on thirty-eight to forty percent of his snaps. Um, in the game against Arizona, he ran a route on sixty-eight percent of his snaps. So that just that just tells you what what's going on with Arizona and how much they trust him, and really how much trust they've been putting in Will Disley. Again, Will Disley is is right around the same amount of targets, I believe, as uh, as DJ Metcalf or DK Metcalf in the Seahawks offense. So. Will Disley, I still think, is going to be a mid to low end, low end at minimum, tight end one for the rest of the season. As long as he stays healthy, that's where his production is going to stay. So, All right, uh, just a, a couple other little notes that I wanted to go over real quick. Uh, Vernon Davis is in the concussion protocol, which is not good for the Washington offense. Not that they really have much uh, you know, else other than Terry McLaurin right now. You know they've got a QB controversy because no one no one can play very well. Uh, let's see what else do they have. Uh, Jordan Reed is you know out for a while and his career may even be over. They're hoping to have him back in 2019 with all the concussions that he has been through. Um, I'm not even sure who they have left. I think they might have Donald Parham that they could possibly bring up as as he would now be like their fourth tight end. Um, and so this this really does not bode well for the. Uh, for the Washington offense. I'm trying to take a look real quick. I don't think there was any other injury notes. Um, a couple of notes about that. Uh, I, I had a question about um, Garner Minshew in uh, an interview or in my weekly uh, show that I do with the sports exchange uh, with the South Florida Tribune. And uh, the the question was is is Gardner Minshew really a decent fantasy asset? And what I said was that Minshew is a fantasy asset in two quarterback leagues and super flex leagues. That's about it. And super flex, it's kind of he's kind of on the edge. Um, here's the thing: Minshew is fifth in the league uh, in terms of completion percentage at sixty nine point four percent. It goes Wilson seventy two point nine, Prescott seventy two point four, Derek Carr seventy two point one, and Matt Ryan at seventy point five. With Gardner Minshew just under seventy percent, um, Minshew is 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 solid. They don't they just don't have the weapons really for for Minshew to put up big numbers. And they're doing they're doing what they best what they can uh, to rely on Leonard Fournette as their as their running back and as as their main engine in the offense, which is completely understandable. So uh, Minshew is is solid. He is a solid quarterback too. Who could put up uh, high end quarterback two, low end quarterback one numbers depending on the matchup. He's really matchup based. So, um, so just some interesting thoughts. Uh, the other the other thing that even with uh, Aaron Rodgers' big week this last week that he had, uh, Gardner Minshew has still outscored Aaron Rodgers so far in fantasy at quarterback this season. So, all right. So now that we've gone through that, we're going to take a minute. Uh, we got a couple little uh, ads ad reads going through, and then we will go through this weekend's games. Have your fantasy teams been struggling this year? Or perhaps you've been doing pretty well but want to put yourself over the top? Then make sure to visit our friends over at Finish First Fantasy Advisors. They are the premier one-on-one -on -one consulting firm that specializes in providing you with expert support to help guide you to the championship. You will be matched with one of their expert advisors to provide you with the season-long insight for your redraft, dynasty, or DFS formats. Their advisors will contact you weekly to answer all of your questions and provide you the needed information to get to the next level. Set up a free 15-minute consultation by emailing them at info at finishfirstfantasy.com 
or by visiting them at www.finishfirstfantasy.com. That's www.finishfirstfantasy.com. All right, so we are going to start it off with the Thursday night football game. The Rams at the Seahawks in Seattle. And so here we go. Starting off with the Rams, the Seahawks defense has been playing pretty well on defense, especially in the past game. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they attack the Rams simply because they've mainly been running three linebacker sets. They've been running a full-on 4-3, leaving three run, uh, three uh, linebackers in. I don't think they're going to be able to do that against the Rams, especially with Cooper Cup uh, basically destroying the league from the slot position. So, again, we'll see what the, the Seahawks do. I have Jared Goff still as a solid to upper end wider, or uh, quarterback, too. Um, you know, the Seahawks have been known to give up a bunch of yards. So, I, I have Goff as a high end uh, quarterback, too, could possibly put up quarterback one numbers. Uh, Todd Gurley, I have as a high-end running back, too. The Seahawks have struggled the last couple weeks, especially against running backs who can catch the ball out of the backfield, which is what Gurley does very well. Uh, Cooper Cup, I have as a low-end wide receiver, one. I think that he has another solid week this week. Woods, I have as a solid wide receiver, two. Brandon Cooks, I think the Seahawks have done a pretty good job of holding down the fort in terms of giving up the big plays to wide receivers. And so, as far as Cooks goes, I have him more in that low-end wide receiver, two range. Catches a couple balls and gets in the end zone. It could be, you know, it could be a low end wide receiver one week. That's just kind of how he is. He's more of the boomer bust guy. Moving on to the Seahawks, Russell Wilson. I have as a as a quarterback one. In my notes, that's funny. My my notes it says wide receiver one, but obviously that's not the case. Uh, I have him as a quarterback one, mid to low end. I think that he is going to put up some decent numbers against this Rams uh, defense that really got absolutely smoked by Jameis Winston for three eighty five and four. So, uh, I believe that Wilson's going to be even more, will be more efficient, uh, can put up, you know, two to three touchdowns through the air and about 300 yards on less pass attempts. So, uh, Carson, with the way he's running the ball, I have him as a running back one or kind of that running back one to two range. Um, you know, eight to, you know, about nine to 13 is where, about where I think he can finish. Tyler Lockett is a wide receiver two. DK Metcalf is going to be a wide receiver three, boom or bust type of candidate. And Disley, Will Disley I have as a low-end tight end one. Moving on, game number two, the Jaguars at the Panthers. Gardner Minshew, again, I have him as that solid quarterback two rank, uh, or that quarterback two range. Uh, Leonard Fournette, I have as a high-end running back two, even against his Panthers defense and their linebackers, I think that he could possibly still even put up uh, running back one numbers. Uh, as far as the wide receivers go, DJ Chark, I have in that wide receiver two to three range. Um, the Panthers have been giving up a little bit in the passing game. Westbrook, I have as a wide receiver three. He's Again, he's kind of that boomer bust guy. He just doesn't have the same chemistry with Gardner Minshew that Nick Foles does. Chark is the one that has that chemistry, though it has been getting better over the last couple weeks in terms of Westbrook's production. Uh, they don't really have a tight end to speak of that I would be willing to use in fantasy. Moving on to the Panthers, Kyle Allen, again, that quarterback two range. He's going to be mid to low quarterback two. I know that the Jaguars have given up a lot in the passing game, especially with um, especially with uh, Ramsey uh, having not played. That being said, I still think that uh, that Allen is going to be a, a kind of a mid-range quarterback two. 
He's not up there in the quarterback one range right now. That's just not that's not what he does. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, he's the guy that they're going to lean on. Um, we talked about the, the insane pace that he is on for this season. Uh, running back number one. Uh, as far as the wide receivers go, more is similar, more wide receiver threes. It, again, it's all kind of going to depend on the Jaguars' defense. I don't have a whole lot of faith in them. Uh, with Kyle Allen, I think they can kind of be boomer busty. Is that's that's the only <laughs> boomer busty? All right, um, and then uh, Greg Olson, I still have as a low end tight end one. Uh, he's going to put up stinkers every once in a while, but again, a low end tight end one, he's not going to be as consistent as the upper echelon guys. Moving on to the next game, the Cardinals at the Bengals. Kyler Murray, I think, could put up some yards and and do some decent things against this Bengals defense. Uh, especially seeing what Mason Rudolph does did, I think that Murray is better than Mason Rudolph overall, um, and so I think that he could put up some decent numbers against the Bengals. I still have him as a high end quarterback too. David Johnson, I have as a low end running back one because of his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield and how well they've been using him. Fitzgerald, I have as a wide receiver two. Christian Kirk, boomer bust. Wide receiver three, he has been all over the map in terms of receptions and yards. Uh, he's getting a ton of targets. It's just not, hasn't really been able to get that connection going with Kyler Murray that all of us were expecting. Uh, and uh, in terms of the tight ends, they don't really have a tight end they use a whole lot in uh, Arizona. Moving on, if, with the Bengals, Dalton, again, this Cardinals defense is so horrendous that Dalton could put up Low-end quarterback one numbers, high-end quarterback two numbers. Um, you know, it, It'll all depend, again, on that production from the wide receivers. Mixon, I have as a mid-to-low running back two. The, the, the run game has been horrible. Um, that being said, the Cardinals have not been great against the run, and so Mixon could find himself in the mid-range running back two numbers. Just I, you know, the, the offensive line for the Bengals has been terrible, and so I, I don't completely trust it. Mixon, again, I just I can't trust yet. I still have him in that uh, running back 15 to 18 range. Uh, as far as the wide receivers go, Boyd I have as a wide receiver two simply because he's the best and healthiest at this point. Um, and Eifert I have as a streaming option. We talked about this yesterday in the waiver wire show. I have a, as a streaming option to be a possible high-end tight end two type of player. Moving on, we got four more games going. Uh, the Falcons visiting the Texans. Matt Ryan throws for a ton of yards, but can't necessarily get the ball into the end zone. I That's just the story of Matt Ryan, let's be completely honest. I have him as a mid-to-high-end quarterback, too, against this Texans defense that has given up a lot of pass yards. At the same time, they've also been pretty good and stopped some teams up. That being said, uh, I still have him, Ryan as more of that mid-to-high-end quarterback, too, for right now. That may change as the week goes on. Freeman, a low-end running back, too. They just have not been able to get that running game going. He's almost a flex play at this point. Julio Jones is still going to be a wide receiver one. Calvin Ridley, boomer bust wide receiver three, along with Mohamed Sanu. Uh, you know, those two guys basically are interchangeable at this point. Uh, I think that Ridley has more of the, uh, the uh, touchdown upside, but uh, they're, they're practically even at this one at this point and Austin Hooper is really uh, exploding onto the scene as a tight end one he was again one of the guys that I was really uh, big on going into this into the draft season this year uh, as far as the Texans go Watson low-end quarterback one he has not been playing well now this Falcons defense has been given up a lot so 
I can see Watson putting up quarterback one numbers. I'm I've not I have not seen a whole lot out of him this year, and it's it's making me a little bit worried uh, for one of my fantasy teams. Uh, Hopkins is still going to be a wide receiver once because even if Watson doesn't put up a ton, most of that production is going to go to DeAndre Hopkins. Fuller I have is a, a boomer bust wide receiver three. That's really all he can be, and stills still I don't think technically is really fantasy relevant unless you're in a 16-team league or bigger. Uh, as far as the running backs go, Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson, they are running back threes. That's the best I can do for them. So, Moving on, the next game, the Buccaneers at the Saints. This could be a bit of a shootout, especially with how explosive the Buccaneers offense has been in recent weeks. Uh, Winston, even with this Saints defense being really tough, they will be playing at home. That being said, I still think that Winston can put up low-end quarterback one numbers. He could also put up low-end quarterback two numbers and throw a ton of interceptions. That's just that's that's Winston. That's the roller coaster that you that you chose to get on if you drafted him. Um, so I think that his ceiling is low in quarterback one. Uh, Ronald Jones is a flex play at best, running back three or four. Mike Evans, I have on the cusp, kind of back and forth, wide receiver one or two, more on the wide receiver two side. Gordon or Godwin is a solid wide receiver two and could be better off than uh, Mike Evans and could finish off with better numbers just because of the fact that he gets more of the volume than Mike Evans does. Uh, moving on, uh, O.J. Howard, he's a, he could put up high-end, tight-end two numbers. That's about the best I can do there. Uh, moving on to the Saints, Bridgewater is a low-end quarterback too. He's not going to put up a ton of numbers. Um, maybe throw for a touchdown, maybe two. That one of those touchdowns, if he throws for, it, is probably going to be a screen to Kamara that Kamara takes to takes to the house for you know 30, 40 yards. Uh, Alvin Kamara again is a running back number one. Michael Thomas still is getting enough volume to be considered a low end wide receiver one candidate. Uh, more on that high end quarterback or high end wide receiver two, and that's again simply because that's not what Bridgewater does. He's a game manager and always has been his entire career. Uh, Jared Cook is a tight end two at best. Um, moving on, two more games. The Vikings. Uh, Kirk Cousins is a quarterback two on a good day. Um, you know, even Adam Thielen is saying that they have a lot of issues to work out. They have a ton of issues to work out. It's just not working right now in that offense. Dalvin Cook is a running back number one. Is a running back one um, against this Giants defense could put up really, really solid numbers this week. Thielen and Diggs, until something happens with the quarterback position and uh, Cousins can actually start making some throws. They are no better than wide receiver, mid-range wide receiver twos. I cannot put them any higher than that. I understand that Thielen was top five wide receiver last year and Diggs, or top ten, and Diggs was right there along with him. That's not the case. Cousins is is struggling, and I have I don't know why it's it's such a problem this year compared to last year. Um, and really, in terms of the the tight ends, they don't have a usable one. Rudolph is not a usable tight end for fantasy. Moving on to the Giants, Daniel Jones, solid quarterback too. Even against his Vikings defense, they've been giving up a bit in the passing game. Uh, Wayne Gallman, a low end running back too. Again, I've I've said this over and over. He is just a guy. Um, you know, I I understand that that's repeating uh, words from Matthew Barry. I agree with him. Um, Gallman put up solid numbers this last week, but it was against a god-awful defense in uh, the Washington Redskins. Uh, 
Shepard, I have as a wide receiver too. Tate, for right now, until we know more, he's kind of that wide receiver flex play that I'm not uh, I'm not totally trusting. I don't necessarily want to put in my lineups until I know a little bit more. Uh, Evan Ingram is a tight end one, uh, mid-range tight end one. Could put up, he could be the top tight end just because of uh, how he plays and how he's used in that Giants offense. Moving on to the last game uh, that we are going to cover tonight. The Bears at the Raiders. This one is going to be in London, but luckily, if I've read the schedule right, this will not be one of those stupid 6 o'clock in the morning on the West Coast games. Um, this is going to be 10 o'clock in the morning on the West Coast, so we'll get to see it on, as along with the uh, the rest of the, the first slate of games. Uh, Chase Daniel is a quarterback, too, even against this Raiders defense that has you know been back and forth. Um, they put up a, a solid... Uh, a solid type of week against uh, the Indianapolis Colts this last week. Uh, so Chase Daniel is more of a quarterback, too. The only person he's really going to be passing to is going to be Tariq Cohen or possibly David Montgomery out of the backfield. Montgomery I have is a low-end running back, too. He's been, they've been using him more and more and basically completely phasing out Mike Davis, which we all saw coming. For those of you who were fooled by week one, shame on you. Uh Tariq Cohen, I have as a running back three, just because, again, we don't know how much he's going to be used. He is mainly going to be used in the pass game. We'll kind of see. Chase Daniel tends to trust him a little bit more than anyone else, so we'll see. Uh, Allen Robinson, I have as a low-end wide receiver two, more of a wide receiver three. Again, Chase Daniel is more of a game manager type. Uh, Trey Burton is a low-end tight end two. I really wouldn't even use him in fantasy unless you have no other option because of injuries. Uh, moving on to the Raiders, Derek Carr, solid quarterback too. I know I'm saying quarterback too a lot just because I don't really like, I, I think that that's where I would expect them to finish for the most part. They could surprise me. Uh, but the Bears defense has been really solid. So for Derek Carr, I can't really put it much higher than a mid-range quarterback too. Josh Jacobs has been struggling in that offense, uh, running back three uh, right now. Flex play really is where he's at. He could put up running back two numbers. But against this tough defensive front from the Bears, uh, I'm, I'm not seeing it. Uh, Tyrell Williams is a wide receiver three. Darren Waller is a, a tight end one simply because he is the safety outlet for Derek Carr. He's the guy that he's going to be throwing it to the most. Huh, there we go. There's those seven games. Again, we will cover the last seven games tomorrow. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Skulking Fantasy Football Podcast. I want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen. We look forward to uh, giving you guys uh, a whole bunch more throughout the rest of this season. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us. My name again is Ryan Skullrude, and we will talk to you guys later.